Hi, and welcome to Revelation Within on the Go. I'm Heidi Bilesma Epperson, one of your hosts and the owner and lead coach of the Revelation Within ministry. And I'm Christina Motley, your other host, also a Revelation Within coach and Heidi's partner in all things Revelation Within. And we are so happy to invite you to join us for this episode of Revelation Within on on the Go! have us a good time a good time we're gonna have us we're doing an episode today called godly giggles in the kitchen restaurant as the case may be godly giggles yes Yes. so i'm excited about this and to start us off we're gonna talk about a dog that both christina and i got to be doggy mommy for sweet sevy left for rainbow bridge just about exactly a year ago from when we're recording this and sevy was a yellow lab with a big appetite she was a doll baby she was a doll baby when michael and i had to move away from the mainland and move to the island of Catalina Island. We couldn't bring our dog with us. And Christina and her family saved the day. And in they stepped to become Sevy's new family. But really, Heidi, it was you and Michael that saved the day because we needed Sevy. We needed Sevy. It was uh, during COVID time. And we had we had a lot of challenges going on and we needed that beautiful fluffy squishy sweet dog oh my gosh that face i miss her so much anyway sevy was an amazing dog she was my emotional support dog so she was with me with a lot of difficult things that happened so this is a a story that kind of connects with her and eating and giggles in the kitchen (laughs) okay so there was this very 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 special cake very special recipe that my mom always made for my brother and I and for every potluck every birthday every holiday it was a chocolate chip bunt cake and so as you can imagine it holds all kinds of emotional value for me I mean it's just food but still when I think of that food when I eat that food I think of my mom and some really 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 good times together okay so one day during COVID during all the stress that was happening I decided I was going to bake that cake for the family (laughs) wink wink (laughs) wink, wink. what I was really doing is baking it for myself so that I could eat it when I had emotional need and I was having a lot of emotional need I was very stressed and very overwhelmed and so I made this cake well it came out perfectly you know how you have to flip a bunt cake and then it comes out on the plate it came out beautifully but I needed to wait to sugar it until it was cool. And so I pushed it all the way to the edge of our counter in the kitchen, thinking there was no way that Sevy or anyone else could get to it. It was just gonna sit there for a little while and cool. I didn't think twice about it. I left to go run an errand and I came home. And when I came home and the kids were, I think in the living room, they were quite a bit younger than now. And we heard a noise and it was like a clatter, like a plate falling and clattering, you know, that kind of a noise. And I thought, oh, the cake. And I ran into the kitchen and all that we saw and the kids ran with me. All that we saw was a perfectly clean 
plate on the floor, not broken, not even cracked. That's it. The cake was gone. There was not one crumb. The entire cake was gone. <laughs> the entire thing. And that, I mean, that was fast, you know, and then I turned and looked at her and she looked at me like, what? <laughs> I think Sevi was used by God to bring deliverance from yourself in that moment. Well, yes. And not only that, but it was funny and it was silly and it was joyful. And we needed that. We needed the laughter. Yeah. Did we need the cake? Ah, not so much. Did I <laughs> need it? No, I mean, really not so much. And so it was just really a sweet um, silliness, giggles in the kitchen. Now that's a great example of godly giggles in the kitchen. <laughs> yes. Okay, you're next, Heidi. What's what's your story? <laughs> All right. Well, I didn't giggle about this at the time, uh, but now looking back at it, I mean, it's it can't it can't compete with Sevy, that's for sure. <laughs> but we have what we have often practiced and called the ideal meal experience in mm -hmm. within and now revelation within it's part of what we do when we're helping people develop new ways of approaching food and building peace into their lives with food eating and their body images the idea is to select a favorite food that i know i feel good after i eat it and wait for a good strong solid hunger signal and enjoy sitting down and eating it practicing all of what we are now calling the five intentions of spirit-led eating. They were the eight keys to conscious eating and enjoying practicing gratitude and stopping at that place of just enough. That yes. is kind of an ideal <laughs> meal experience. Yes, it is. Yes. And Christina has been great at spearheading this whole idea that an ideal meal experience does not have to be in a normal setting, sitting at a table with silverware and family or out to dinner or by your, it doesn't doesn't have to be any of those things. It can be at a ball game. It can be even at a dance recital. It can be all kinds of things. <laughs> this particular season, we were coaching a number of groups through the Fresh One Fresh Desire curriculum. I think we had five going on at once. And being the dutiful coach I was, <laughs> I thought I needed to make a video to help people see that you can do anything to enjoy a meal within the parameters of what we're now calling five intentions of spirit-led eating. Okay. Mm -hmm. So there was nothing in my house that looked good. And I didn't have the opportunity to leave and go out to a meal. And I really wanted to make this video for the class members, the coaching group participants. And so I looked in the freezer and there was a frozen burrito. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty desperate. I mean, a frozen burrito. Yeah. Well, I thought, okay, I can have an ideal meal experience with this. I know there's protein in it and I do well with protein. I know that I can put enough cheese on it to make it tasty enough and salsa to make it tasty enough. Oh yeah. And, sure. and so I prepared this frozen burrito. I don't think Se Sevi would have wanted it <laughs> if she'd been no, there. <laughs> she pretty much would have eaten anything in our entire kitchen, I think, except maybe broccoli. I don't know. <laughs> Anyways, I created this silly, actually, it seems silly now, this silly video to help class participants see that you can have any kind of ideal meal experience, whether it's food that's yummy or food that isn't your favorite, like a frozen burrito isn't typically my favorite. 
but you can be mindful. You can be present with the food. You can wait for hunger. You can stop it just enough. And so although that's not particularly funny, especially not compared to Sevy eating a whole entire (laughs) bun cake in the flash of an eye, (laughs) it it was a godly giggle in a very real way. So that's my story. (laughs) It was. That's a really good story. And I remember that video very well. And boy, we had fun teaching those classes for sure. Yeah. So tell us another one, Christina. Okay, here comes another one. This is one of my all-time favorites for giggles, not so much in the kitchen, but in the restaurant. (laughs) (laughs) Godly giggles in the restaurant. It all has to do with trying to wait for hunger and stopping when we're, you know, just enough, right? Yes, yes. It was time for Heidi and Michael to get married. Woo, 2019. 2019. It was in the summer. Uh, late summer and I was there as her matron of honor which was amazing our whole family was there all of us helped with the wedding it was so much fun in fact I gotta say this Maddie was in charge of dog sitting Sevy. that was their first you know encounter mm-hmm. if you will, yes, I believe and so yeah. yeah it's kind of fun that they met then and then Sevy ended up being with you guys for so long this meal that Christina's getting ready to tell us about is the rehearsal dinner I yes. know some people do fancy things for rehearsal dinner <laughs> not a we were at a pizza restaurant <laughs> <laughs> and there were a number of thin within now revelation within ladies who were there because they, and they became were, such dear friends to me <laughs> yes dear friends some of them came from a long distance and they wanted to be there at the wedding which was super super special okay so picture this we're all sitting at this long 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 table in this pizza parlor and Heidi and Michael are kind of all the way down on one end and then I'm kind of in the middle with all these thin within ladies <laughs> <laughs> who she had taught very effectively a certain principle in the coaching groups that we led. Yes, yes. And so we're all sitting there and the prayer's been said. And for some reason, nobody is eating in this little group, this thin within group of us. I don't know. You think there were six or seven of us? I don't know. I don't know. Something but... like that. And I started laughing and I said, what is going on, you guys? Why are you not eating? And somebody said, we're all waiting to be the last person to take the first bite of food because you've taught us this, that this is a good way to approach a social occasion and stay in our boundaries. That's right. And we had talked about that in classes and in the different things that we've taught and how it was such a great strategy for keeping your eyes focused on what's really important, loving God and loving others. And here we're all sitting there looking at each other in silence, (laughs) waiting to be the last person to take the first bite. It was so funny. That could be really effective. Nobody would ever eat. (laughs) So I think if I remember right, we all decided we said one, two, three, and we all took a (laughs) bite together. And it was just so funny. It was great. So godly giggles in the restaurant at the rehearsal dinner. Wonderful. I love it. Fun. Oh, okay. So my next story is kind of uh, an adjunct, if you will, or a sequel to my ideal meal experience with the frozen burrito and the video I made of it. I shared that video 
And one of the participants actually shared a concern with me about the video. She felt like I didn't chew my food enough. And what is so funny about this is that we're all trying to honor God with our eating and learning new ways of approaching food, you know, peaceful ways of eating. And, and, and here I had showcased, you know, having an ideal meal with a video and a frozen burrito. So proud that I could have an ideal, well, not proud, but you know, it's like, I could do this with an, with a frozen burrito. And this participant in front of everybody, if I recall correctly, at a yep. coaching meeting yes. in Zoom actually yep. said, you ate too fast. You ate that burrito too fast. And that's not following one of the keys to conscious eating. Now the five intentions of spirit led eating. I think what was so interesting to me was what followed it yes. was she made a video. She did. What, tell us about it. Tell us about it. Well, okay, we didn't have Zoom yet. This was not, these were not oh, Zoom Oh, it was calls. a phone call. This was all on the phone. We did all our coaching groups on group phone calls. So there wasn't a visual during the call. And so Heidi had uploaded that video to a group where we would go. A Facebook group, yeah. Where we would go and find videos and materials and things like that. And so then this person, she uploaded her own video to that place. Of an ideal meal, right? Yeah, so we had to wait and we had to go and see hers. And so what was just so funny about it was that she counted her number of chews. Which is, of course, is a dieting strategy we're trying to be free of. Yes, and in the video, she chewed and chewed and chewed and chewed and it went on and on and on and now we can look back and say oh my gosh this is just a crazy funny silly thing that happened but at the time I think we were like what do we do with this yeah, it was something else. Bless her heart. You know, she was trying to be humble and approach me about her concern and then demonstrating how it should be done. Yeah. <laughs> and we do appreciate that. We appreciate her. Yeah. But it was it was it brought some giggles. To be honest with you, I'm such a picky eater. And if I recall correctly, she had eggs in this meal and she chewed them a really long time. Yes. And eggs at all are a texture I can't deal with. But I mean, the thought of chewing eggs, because she even said 30 bites. Didn't she say 30? I don't remember the number. It was around there. Yeah. Anyway, it was just ironic because I had done this ideal meal experience video and got rebuked. And that's okay. I don't mind people (laughs) telling me we're concerned about this. But then her video just almost made me want to vomit because I can't stand the thought of chewing something that many times. Oh, And I am a fast eater. That's something I need to work on. And so in some ways, she nailed me. Yeah, that's right. You know, that's okay. Yeah, but it's good that we can just giggle about it now. Okay, I have one more story, and it's kind of related to my other story because it's another baking story. Um, Over the years, especially for emotional reasons, I mean, seriously, I did a lot of baking in the name of blessing my coworkers, blessing my neighbors, blessing my family. Really, I just wanted to eat the dough myself, at least uh, a good portion of it. So this was another one of those times, and I thought, oh, it's cold out, it's snowy, I'm going to bless everyone everybody around me by baking a batch of cookies. I was not hungry at all and I really just wanted to eat the dough to feel better. I think it was, I don't remember what, I think it was stress of some kind. So I'm baking, I'm putting everything in the bowl. I made these cookies a million times. I can make them without even thinking, which was the problem with this one. (laughs) 
And then I usually taste, okay, I always taste the dough <laughs> to see how it tasted fine. And I thought, boy, these cookies are going to be great. And I'm <laughs> thinking of how wonderful it will be to have these around. And I put them in the oven and they came out awful. I mean, really not even salvageable. And my family comes into the kitchen because the smell was good. And they're like, mom, what's this? What happened? And I was like, um, I I don't know what happened. I'm not sure. Anyway, I tasted them. They tasted them. We ended up throwing it all away. It was (laughs) awful. I had forgotten the baking soda. And you really can't mix that in later. You can't sprinkle that on top and hope that it works. <laughs> I remember forgetting the baking soda or baking powder, whatever it was, or mixing them up. And yeah. and I was making cornbread. And oh. even the dog wouldn't eat it. She just threw it around and chased it like it was a rubber ball because that's <laughs> kind of what it was. Threw <laughs> it around. I love it. Yeah, so that was another one of those situations where I just thought, you know what, Lord, I need you, not these cookies. And Mm. it was just kind of a relief, actually, to get rid of all of it and start again and go to him about the stress that I was dealing with or whatever it was in the moment. And of course, he had what I needed. He had peace, he Mm. had joy, and I wasn't eating all of this food that my body didn't need. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it's funny as we were brainstorming before starting our recording today, I was thinking about different situations that, you know, very specifically that kind of reflect a godly intention and yet something went sideways or my attitude went sideways. You know, I can't be exact about some of them, but I know there have been a number of times when, okay, I'm going to save whatever this is. Like it might be from going out to dinner or, and I'm sure you can relate, Christina, because, <laughs> oh my goodness, you've, yeah, just having Christopher in the house would be no one. My oldest son. Yes. He eats everything. Yeah. He's almost 24. Yeah. Yeah. And where I would save it, whatever it is, it might, like I said, it might be the last part of a piece of pie that was so good out and put it in the refrigerator, knowing it would be there for me when I got to a nice, strong zero. (laughs) And then there I am sometime later at a zero and I go to get that piece of whatever it is. And wait, where is it? And rummaging through the fridge, trying to find it. Where is it? Where did it go? Oh my goodness. That's happened a lot. I have to wonder, is that because, is there a shred of greediness? Like Mm. if somebody said, I want that, could you give that to me? Well, how would I respond? (laughs) You know, maybe they felt like they needed to sneak it instead of just asking or, Mm. or, or probably was innocent enough. Can you relate to that, Christina? I can relate to be the one sneaking it. (laughs) You know, when I was younger, like in my parents' house, even as a teenager, I knew everything that I would like that was in the cabinets or in the fridge. And I was the one, like my brothers, I would always sneak my brother's stuff. And sometimes he would notice and get really upset. And other times he wouldn't even care. He wouldn't even notice. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, I can definitely relate to that one as well. Can you think of strategies that we could use to make godly decisions in the kitchen or when we're out to eat? Decisions that support our desire to eat in moderation. As I was asking this question just now, years ago, another video I made was at Christmas time. My daughter actually recorded it 
<laughs> and our desire was to point out that having a container open on the counter is not a good idea. It was right. Christmas time yes. and we were making our typical Christmas cookies, which are called Annie Faye cookies on that side of the family. And having those out on the counter, they're not really cookies. They're like a pan of almost like um, Rice Krispie treats, but with oh. peanut butter chocolate spread on the top. And then they're mm. made not with marshmallows, but with peanut butter and corn syrup. Mm -hmm. Really very yummy. <laughs> Nothing <laughs> beneficial about them at all. <laughs> but oh, so good. So we, we knew that if we didn't do something to get them off the countertop, mm -hmm. that we were going to be in trouble and probably eat the whole thing there. Mm. I'd say they're almost addictive. I mean, that sounds, I'm not literally, <laughs> but it feels that way because you just can't way, get enough. Yeah. You never get full. And he, <laughs> it's so silly. So she was recording this, this video for our participants and I started grabbing one thing after another <laughs> to make sure that you couldn't get into the pan of Annie Faye cookies. Mm -hmm. And it started just with saran wrap and then it went to duct tape and then <laughs> one thing after another. Another I think another. you had tinfoil on top of the saran wrap, didn't you? <laughs> I and don't then know. duct tape. And then, no. oh, it's so funny because, I mean, you were talking kind of in a serious way. <laughs> and you were doing this ridiculous over-the-top wrapping of the container. It was so funny. And it the, was and great. The so the videographer was cracking up. My daughter, you could hear her giggling and the camera shaking. Um, yeah, good intentions in the kitchen. And, you know, godly giggles is right. Do you have any thoughts on ideas? And by the way, that idea is keep stuff off the counters, really. Yes. Because if it's easy for us to get into, we'll do mm. that as we walk through. Um, any others like that, Christina? Oh, well, okay. So what comes to mind is the very first time that I came to visit you, Heidi. Oh, so this was almost 10 years ago or a little mm. more. And Heidi had just been through this horrific health crisis and surgery. And I was going to meet her. I was going to come in. Well, we had met one other time in Denver, just at a restaurant, but I wanted to come and stay with her and help her. I'm laughing because of that restaurant, there were five of us from Thin Within who were sharing a ginormous piece of decadent yep. pie, cake, mm -hmm. whatever it was. Anyway, it was one of those death by chocolate cakes, I think. And that was really fun, too, because we had all saved room and we're having these little bites. It was great. So I remember, you know, at the time, I mean... Heidi was, you know, like I had never met anyone like her before. She was my coach. And I was just so excited to be there with her, kind of doing life with her for a few days. Well, at one point, she said to me, would you like some ice cream? <laughs> Is this a test? Yeah. And I thought, oh, I'm going to eat ice cream with the queen of thin within, you know, oh my gosh, you know, I, I need to do this right <laughs> and it, of course, that's ridiculous, but... We've had a lot of ice cream since then. <laughs> yes, together, lots of ice cream, usually mm. mint chip. <laughs> but mm -hmm. um, the first thing I noticed was that she put the ice cream in mugs, not in bowls. These little mugs with, <laughs> with a mousse on them. And I thought, oh my gosh, look at this. She's using a smaller container. That's so wise. <laughs> and so she's got this mug. And it was only about halfway full. So it really was a just right size portion and she gave me a spoon and she brought it to me and we're sitting on the couch eating this ice cream together and she did not ask me if I was hungry but I was and she was so everything was was great you know it was good then I'm watching her and she actually ate it pretty quickly 
<laughs> I've been busted again. No, but it, it wasn't, you know, I just thought, oh. And so I'm eating and I'm eating. And Christina's a very slow ice cream eater. <laughs> yeah, I like it to get soupy. And yeah. I like it chewy. Right. And so anyway... Because I was so distracted by watching her, I didn't even realize how long I was taking. I was taking forever to eat this little <laughs> tiny half cup of ice cream. And I remember that you looked at me and you said something like, um, are you still eating that ice cream? <laughs> and it was just so funny because I realized that I was very self-conscious eating with her the first time, which I didn't need to be, of course. And I finished it up and it all ended very, very well. We ended up becoming best friends and partners in crime all Yay. because of that mug of ice cream. <laughs> all because of it. You know, speaking of mugs of ice cream and really the same living room, I'm pretty sure, my sister, who is not a Christian, is not a Thin Within participant, but is a person who naturally tends to eat just right size portions. Mm -hmm. She's never been overweight, not since she was a kid, and always felt this sense of peace with food. She absolutely loves food and and yet it's not a problem for her, or it doesn't seem to be. And I've scrutinized every move she made. <laughs> she came and stayed with me once. And we had been out shopping at the grocery store, gotten special kind of ice cream. Again, there's an ice cream store here. Yeah. And she's like a connoisseur, like gourmet ice creams, that yeah. sorts of, sort of thing. We had been watching a movie. And she stopped the movie and she said, shall we get our ice cream now? Is it time for, she calls them feedings. Is it time for another feeding? <laughs> another feeding. <laughs> oh I always God. think of the fish in the pond at the aquarium yes. when she says that. The, the little pellets you get out of the, you put a quarter in there and out come these little pellets. <laughs> Is it time for a feeding? Well, okay, sure. And, you know, I had been diligently practicing the principles and done really well with it and everything, <laughs> except I'd gotten probably kind of sloppy with some of those intentions. She dished the ice cream. I always let her do that when I'm with her because she gives me just right size portions. <laughs> I can't fudge on that. And then I started to take my cup back over to the couch to turn on the TV. And she just looked at me aghast. Like, why would you ruin a perfectly good opportunity to focus on your food oh. with having the TV on. <laughs> wow, that is so interesting. It was interesting. It really was. And it's just, I'm like, oh, I guess I have gotten sloppy because that was a part of the keys yes. to conscious eating, you know, and wow. I just kind of... And she wanted to sit down at the table or something like that? Yes, ah. that's her way. Yeah. Anyway, it's, it's just, it's so interesting. Have you ever shared a meal with somebody? Maybe it's a, a fast food type of thing or a picnic thing where you don't really divide the food up into plates. This isn't an ideal scenario, certainly. The reason I'm asking is because my kids' dad and I were at an amusement park and we were sharing a meal and sharing a soda. It's cheaper that way. And when you're following eating between the parameters of a hunger and satisfaction, it kind of works better. You don't have to cart a bunch of leftovers around and you don't have to eat too much. And I didn't realize just how much of the food I was eating and how much of the drink I was drinking. He was just going a lot slower. Here we go again with the fast eating. <laughs> and he reached in to get more French fries and it's like they were gone. <laughs> he hadn't been eating them. And the same with the soda, the diet soda oh, he had. No. Yeah, it's like, oh my goodness. So I learned <laughs> when I'm sharing a meal with somebody to really make sure that they are pacing me. They may not know they are, but as they 
eat. I need to go no faster than they do. (laughs) Anyway, it's kind of fun to think about some of these. Did you think of one? So for a couple of years, my mother-in-law came to live with us several years ago. She was very sick with lung disease and we were taking care of her. And it was such a joy to have her here with us. She was one of my best friends. Anyway, she lived upstairs and One of her favorite, favorite things to do was to say to the kids, my kids, all three were school age at the time, let's get McDonald's. And most kids really love to hear that. Maybe not all, but mine did. And she said, my treat. But she wouldn't go with us because she was pretty sick. So she would stay at home and she would give me the money and we would go and get McDonald's for everybody. We were all... Me, me especially, I think. I was just so amazed at the way that she valued and ate her chicken nuggets. <laughs> That's not what I thought you were going to say. <laughs> she, every single time she wanted the same thing, a chicken nugget happy meal. And the first thing about that is the portion. Mm-hmm. She wanted very small portions. She was like your sister. She was um, kind of a naturally peaceful eater. She enjoyed food very much, but it was just food to her. But she she savored it. And so here we are with a happy meal for her. And the rest of us all have our food and we're sitting together at the table. And then she would ask for a knife and fork. (laughs) And always, always the sweet and sour sauce, too. That was like the biggest deal. It had to have the sauce. She spent at least five minutes arranging everything on her plate. And she would give away almost all of the French fries. She would keep about eight No more than eight. She would give the kids the rest of the French fries, and she had her nuggets in front of her, and then she would have this fork and knife, and she so carefully and so meticulously cut up those little chicken nuggets into these little bites and with the eight French fries, and ate as if it was a meal for a queen. (laughs) She really did, and she had the sweet and sour sauce to dip it in, And she absolutely enjoyed that meal. I don't know. It seemed like more than any other meal that we ever ate together, that McDonald's happy meal was her happy place. And you know what? She usually left a couple bites behind. Mm, That's fascinating. She saw she loved the flavor. She loved the taste. Um, She knew that it was probably not, you know, the most beneficial food for your body, but we had it very rarely. Mm -hmm. And to her, it was wonderful. It was happiness. It was joy. Well, that's so much fun. We've had fun sharing some of our stories with you and hopefully you've gleaned something from our godly giggle stories. Uh, If nothing else, you (laughs) can from my sister or from Christina's (laughs) mother-in-law. Well, the baking stories in the kitchen or maybe one from Sevi. Yeah. (laughs) yeah. (laughs) Anyway, thanks for joining us today. Yes. We're so glad you've been here with us. We hope you've giggled a little bit too and we also hope that you'll join us for our next podcast episode of revelation within on On the the go Go. (laughs) see you next time bye-bye